Hi friend, I'm Rick Pasquale. I know God has a word for you today. As you listen, let God speak to you. He loves you and he has a great plan for your life. Now join us live for our service. Our Bible verse for this month as the children have read to you and young teens have read to you, um, I think often of, of this scripture that was used for this month and I say, how did, how did we a year and a half ago pray that we should use this scripture for this particular month? If you're new to our church, I planned the entire calendar, not only the theme for the year, but the theme for each month and where every category of, of teaching will be going, where the youth is going, where the children are going, so that we're learning together as family as we grow and develop of knowing who God is and learning the scriptures. And so when we put this portion together, I thought, wow, why would we use a wicked king's words to describe to us the potential of the reward from God? And I thought, you know what? If a wicked king could give these kind of rewards, what could an incredible God give us? Think about that. If a wicked king could do the things that was read to you today, it's amazing what could happen. But if you tell me the dream, it's what his words were, King Nebuchadnezzar, and explain it, throw it up on the screen, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. Wow. That's what a wicked king said. Now, what do you think God could say? What does God say? He says some incredible things. He said, I'm going to take care of all your needs. I'm going to supply all your needs according to my riches in Christ Jesus. My, my goodness, think about that. God can do some incredible things. I'm going to build for you a place called heaven where the streets are gold. <laughs> where gates are made out of pearl. Where the foundation has many different levels of quality of gem. I'm going to supply love and peace and joy. I'm going to give you favor. I'm going to give you blessings. I'm going to open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on you that you can't contain. This is what God says. He does some incredible things. So today as we look back, if you've not joined us for week one or two, or this is your first time, we always do a series for the month. This, this month is Dream Big. Connect with a purpose, our connection theme for the entire year. I've been telling you the story of Joseph, a 17-year-old young man. His story is found in Genesis 37 through Genesis 42. And in a few moments, I'm going to read you his first and second dream. But one of the statements I made in the opening series or the opening week was, when you start dreaming big, things can happen. When you start dreaming big, things can happen. When you stop 
dreaming, nothing can happen. I'm going to say that again. When you stop dreaming, nothing can happen. When, in other words, when you give up, when you stop, when you, when you throw in the towel. See, as I told you, I want you to make up your mind to believe what God is putting in your heart and mind, then pursue that purpose. There's a purpose for your dream. I'm going to say that again. There's a purpose for your dream. And God has a way of working those things out. Though you may not know it all, God has a way of working that out for you. But if you trust in the Lord, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Then He will direct your paths. He will help fulfill the dreams that He has given to you. You're not doing this by yourself. You're doing it with God. You're going somewhere with God. You may be a guest in the city and on a tour or you just came off of a cruise and you had a weekend and you said, I'm going to go visit an international church. God has a plan for your life. You may have been a diplomat and you've been assigned to this city. God has a plan for your life. You may be one of our refugees in this room. And you found us because of our help in your camp or ministry to use somewhere on the streets or you just heard about us. God has a plan for you. You may have just wandered in off the street today. Like my friend Raphael did a few months ago. And God changed that man's life. I'm telling you, my friend, God loves you. And he has a plan for your life. And he's going to work out the details if you give your life to God and trust in him. Now that's all good talk. And I believe it's good words because it comes from God. But sometimes things happen. Week two, I told you that there's Highways to your dreams and roadblocks to your dreams. Just because you have a dream, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. <laughs> There's going to be people that talk and say some things that you don't want to hear. There are going to be people that say, you can't do that. Circumstances are going to come your way that say, no way can we do this. But There's highways. <laughs> God has a way of working those things out for you and stopping doubts. And I want you to know that, as I said in week two, dreamers keep believing in the God who gave the dream. When you may be all by yourself and you're saying, man, how are we going to get through this? Or your family is going through it and you say, how are we going to get through this? The God that gave the dream is the God that can fulfill the dream. Hello? The God that gave the dream is the God that can fulfill the dream. No matter what comes your way, God can fulfill the dreams of your life. But thanks 
be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That verse came from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 57. So as we begin third week, dream big number three, I'm going to start with this statement. Dreams get shattered sometimes. When dreams get shattered. What happens when we get off the road? When mistakes set us back? After we've made the wrong decision? When our dreams are shattered? What happens? Shattered dreams happen when the family is in turmoil. Has anybody never had a family problem? Please identify yourself. <laughs> what do you say that for? You want us to like just bear our souls? No. When I preach, <laughs> there ain't no way somebody's going to walk out of a room and say, I didn't understand what that guy was saying. I preach real truth that will help you when you walk out these doors. Shattered dreams happen when our families are in turmoil. Shattered dreams happen when our marriage is upside down. Shattered dreams happen when we lose our jobs. Shattered dreams can happen when we're out of our country and we don't want to be. I know who my audience is. Over 60 nations of the world are sitting in this room at one given time. That doesn't count all the nations that are being reached on live stream. That's a whole lot of people and a whole lot of nations. All I can tell you, friend, whether you're watching on the camera or you're sitting in this room in Rome, Italy today, I can tell you that you may be out of your country for this moment, but God has a purpose and a reason, and he's going to work it out even though you made the mistake, even though you made the choice. Shattered dreams happen when you are starting to be someone that you never wanted to be. Shattered dreams happen when you look in the mirror and say, who is that person? Because of choices you've made or things you've done, things you've said, actions you've taken. Shattered dreams happen. Shattered dreams happen when you're physically not well. Anybody in the room ever been sick? Okay, six people in the whole room. The rest of you just told a lie. Please don't lie in this church. Because sickness can shatter your dream. You let a diagnosis from a doctor say you're not going to live. There is no cure. Like in my, my situation... 
where the doctor said, that tumor is going to kill you in your head. (laughs) One thing I've learned about the whole process is this. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. It doesn't make their opinion the one that I'm going to base my life on. I'm one that said, I'm not going to die. Because I believe God had a plan and a purpose for my life. And I was going to tell a million people about the Lord. But I had to have a desire. I had to have a determination. I had to believe. Even though the doctor said, you're going to die. I had to say, no, I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. But too many people say, well, the doctor said. If you're a doctor in the room, God bless you. If you're in the medicine world, God bless you. But let me tell the rest of the people in the room, you guys don't get the final say. You can have a say, but you don't get the final say. If God can create me, then God can fix me. You've heard me say that a thousand times. That means God heals. You say, how can God heal? He heals. Why? His word says he heals. By his stripes we are healed. That's what the Bible says. I didn't just make up those words. God heals. Dreams get shattered when we make mistakes. I don't need you to raise your hand to tell me you made a mistake. But look at your neighbor and remind them, you've made a mistake. Go ahead. Some of you are not looking at your neighbor. Well, I don't want to tell my neighbor. I got a mother not looking at their daughter right now because they don't want to make sure that their daughter knows they've never made a mistake. Mother, don't lie to your daughter. Listen. We all make mistakes. Every one of us have made mistakes. But I am so grateful that God has a way through his grace and his mercy to work out my mistakes. These are shattered dreams a lot of people have had. But I want you to know, even in this room, many have gotten through. If you've gotten through a mistake in your life, would you please say amen? Amen. If you've gotten through a sickness, would you please say amen? amen? If you've been through a difficulty and you've gotten through that difficulty, would you please say amen? Now, people are not just saying amen because they want to lie in church. They're saying amen because they have gotten through those situations. And if they can get through that situation, that means you can get through that situation. I'm going to say that again. If your neighbor has gotten through that situation, that means you can get through that situation. Because it's the same God that loves them that loves you. 
But shattered dreams hurt. Shattered dreams bring pain. Shattered dreams set us back. Shattered dreams stop us. But today at the end of this service, like we always do, everyone will come forward. Today I will do something a little bit different. I will get down off this stage and I will walk down there and pray with every person I can pray with. Because I want to make sure that you know that God can take care of your story and your life and restore shattered dreams that you may have had in your life. Sometimes it's the shattered dream of 20 years ago that you're still living with the pain of something that happened way back when. God has a way of working that all out and healing you from even the pain of 20 years ago. And God wants to do that for you today. See, Joseph had a dream. Then he went on a journey. Think about it. Every one of us will have a dream. What am I saying? A purpose. That's what I'm saying. Everyone will have a purpose. You're not just here on this planet just to live your 70 or 80 or 100 years. You have a purpose on this planet. So the story came from Genesis chapter 37, verse, starting with verse number 5. Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. <laughs> That's amazing. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. Uh, you're in the wrong book. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose up, stood upright, while your sheaves gathered round mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to them, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream. And he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. I can tell you immediately, I'm sure that those brothers were getting ticked off. <laughs> Let me think about it. You looked at your big brothers and said, hey, guess what? Someday, sucker, you're going to bow down <laughs> to me. And Brick Brothers say, I'm about to whoop you is what I'm going to do. I'm sure that, I mean, come on, think about it. Here's this little guy speaking to these big guys, and he's saying to them, you're going to bow down. They're getting mad. <laughs> they're thinking they're going to kill them. That's what's going through their mind. It wasn't spiritual. When you say something like this to someone else, be careful what they say back to you. Don't let what they say determine what you're going to do. They even, may even be a Christian brother or Christian sister. These are God dreams given to you. And not everybody's going to believe what you say. What is this dream you had? 
Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? That's a pretty hard question. His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in his mind. God dreams, man dreams. Some dreams come from God, not all dreams. I want you to know today that God can help you fulfill your God-given dreams. Man dreams, woman dreams, people dreams. I'll pick on the men for a little while. Will end in problems. Have you ever had a dream that you thought this is it? And you get going, and all of a sudden, bam! Something happens. And then you realize that is something you made up (laughs) or something you wanted. And you kind of put the God tag on it. How do you know all of us, Pastor? How do you know we think like that? I know people. And I've heard people sit in my office and say, you know, I thought this is what I was supposed to do. I thought this came from God. And when you look them in the eye, most of the time, they say, not really. It's what they wanted. It's what they determined. It's what they kind of made up in their mind. And then they kind of said, well, this is what God wants. I'm telling you, my friend, God wants to fulfill his dreams in your life. He can't fulfill the made-up dreams that you want. Say, wow, that's pretty strong. Listen. I know the Bible says God will give you the desires of your heart. I know that. But I also want you to know, my friend, they need to be in accordance with what God has in your life. You can't say, I'm going to go this direction, God, and I'm going to do it by myself and think God's just going to take care of that. It says walk with him. Talk with him. Be led by him. Go with him. It doesn't say go do your own thing. Now that's for all the brutzeses in the room. If you're not Italian, you don't even know what I just said. Apparently, in this country, if you're an Abruzzese, you're the most stubborn, bullheaded people in this country. And when all the people found out that their pastor was an Abruzzese, and my relatives are from Abruzzese land, ah, he must be the most bullheaded, stubborn. Because as soon as someone says, where are you from? And I say, "Uh, I'm a Brutese. They immediately go. (laughs) I'm going to say that about the Kenyans in the room. (laughs) If you're from Kenya, (laughs) 
you're Nigerian. If you're from New York, bam, bam. My relatives are from New York, I know. You see what I'm saying? You can't say that. It's just like saying the Filipinos are the stubbornest people in the world. That's not true. <laughs> Filipinos, let me help you a little bit. That was your moment to just say amen with Arlington. <laughs> Hear me. You can't say what the world says is now who you are. I'm going to say that again. You can't say what the world says is who you are. You are who God says you are. You're created in His image. You are fashioned and formed into the likeness of God. And God is working on us. That doesn't mean that some of you aren't stubborn. Because I know some of you. But it doesn't mean God's not working on us. And God is helping us to become like Him. Let them be God dreams. God dreams have incredible endings. Man dreams have bad endings. God dreams have great endings. I'm telling you. Remember, we're talking about your purpose, your God-given purpose. Number three, big dreams need God's help. Big dreams need God's help. If you can do them by yourself, they're not God's dreams. I'm just telling you. If you can do that by yourself, they're not God-given dreams. That's why it said, trust in the Lord, your God. Lean not to your understanding. Hear me, friend. Do not try to fulfill these dreams by yourself. You know, there's um, um, writings when you buy something of how to put something together. Um, kids' toys today are crazy. Because kids' toys have a million parts now. They should have made them simpler that you just snap a couple things together, boom, and they're together. No, 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 no. Some brilliant person said, no, if a parent buys a toy for a kid, we ought to put a lot of parts in there so the parent gets so mad, he throws that car up against the wall and he has to buy two or three of them. And the paper, though, it has rules and directions. If you follow the rules and the directions to the T, not like I do, I look at all the paper, and I look at it, one, two, three, four, five, six, and I look at point one, and I look at point six. And I say, my mind can get me from one to six a lot faster than all of these rules right here. I'm going to jump right now to six. Do you know how many times I've messed up? No, most of you are supposed to say right now, no, pastor, you would not mess up. Thank you, one person in the room. <laughs> but isn't that how we think we can do our life? Let's just skip numbers two, three, four, five. Let's just get from one to six. 
No one can skip any points. Walk with God. Trust God. He'll help you and to fulfill those dreams. Don't let your shattered dreams stop you from fulfilling the God dreams in your lives. Don't let your mistakes stop you. Don't let sickness stop you. Don't let man's opinion stop you. Don't let all this paperwork stop you. A few of you are getting this. If you can, it's probably God's dreams. In other words, if you use God's help, it, you're, they're a God-sized dream. How big is a God-sized dream? Big. Big. It's just like when I told people I'm going to lead a million people to Christ. When I said I'm going to pastor this church in, in Rome, people looked at me and said, what? A million people? I said, my God is big. God can do that. And if God be for me, who's going to be against me? God-sized dreams need God's help. And if God helps, his anointing comes. The fulfillment comes. And God continues to bless and honor the dreams he's put in your life. Joseph had a lot of roadblocks. Joseph had a lot of mistakes. Joseph had some issues. When you think of this 17-year-old boy's story, and you think of all the things that happened, his brothers throw him in a pit. He's left for dead. They get a little bit guilty, and they sell him. For all you Bible scholars in the room, they sold him to the Ishmaelites, which is a descendant, which was his cousins. So all you Bible students study that this week and you'll find out Abraham was involved in this process. Wow, how could those bad guys do that? They're in the Bible. Stuff happens. Then he's put in Potiphar's house. He's doing good. He's all cleaned up. Some woman says, I want you. And makes advances towards this young man. The wife a Potiphar. That's not going to end good. That's going to be bad. But instead of him making a mistake and doing the wrong thing, he ran away. That was the best choice. And he ends up in prison because the woman lied. Ends up in prison and God has a way of taking him from a pit to a palace to a prison. And all of a sudden after a few years, not a few weeks. Some of you want all this stuff to happen in a few weeks. I hear it all the time. But pastor, it's been a month now. 
But pastor, it's been six months. I still don't have my answer. This dude stayed in prison for a few years. Do you think he was sitting there in his bed at night in prison saying, oh man, I like this life. (laughs) He wasn't doing that. He was saying this isn't good. God gave me a dream. Where's my God dream? Hello? Another month goes by. Where's my God dream? And all of a sudden, he thinks he has worked it all out. He tells the dream of the cupbearer and the baker. God has a way of working that out, and they show up, and they lied. Right? Know your Bible. They lied. Sometimes people lie. Sometimes people don't tell the whole story. There's always what I learned about life after 59 years. People don't tell the whole story. There's more to every story. I'm just telling you. It's just like your life. There's more to your life, isn't there? There's some you've let people know, and there's some you've not let people know. I don't want everybody to know. It's a secret. And if I keep it a secret, nobody's ever going to know. God knows. Did you hear what I just said? God had a way of working this out for Joseph because the end of the story is pretty cool is that he gets out of prison because somebody honored their word. What I say all the time, be true speakers. Say what is true. Let the words of truth come out of your mouth. Don't lie. Don't fabricate. Don't tell part of the story. Tell truth. If you tell truth, it's amazing what will happen. God has a way of working it all out. He ends up in Pharaoh's house now. Leading a major part of the component of restoring family. He's put in charge of the entire kingdom of Egypt. Some of you are from Egypt. He was in charge of taking care of all the food that would be stored up for a famine. It was his idea because it was God's idea. I'm going to say it again. It was his idea because it was God's idea. God told him the plan. God didn't tell him that when he was 17 and he was telling his brothers that you're going to bow down. He he didn't tell him that there was going to come a day that God was going to give you some information. That if you store up this food in these big bins, that the whole nation will be saved. He didn't tell him that. He gave him some of the information. The dream was small at the beginning, even though we laugh at, you're going to bow down. 
He had no idea that that dream, all of these years later, would not only save the country and the nation of Egypt, but would save his brothers that hated him and his father and the entire nation of Israel. Think about that. That is a God-sized dream. That's a big dream. And he had no idea that that was a component of the dream. Because I'm sure if God told him at 17, guess what's going to happen? You're going to end up in a pit. You're going to end up, you know, in a prison. You're going to be threatened with your life that you're going to die. I'm sure he'd say, man, I must have had too much pizza. Because this can't make sense. This can't be God. But he believed it was from God. Why did he believe it came from God? Because it was a God size. It was bigger than himself. There's no way he could have worked this all out. He could have never, as a 17-year-old boy, ended up running all the nation of Egypt. Think about that dream. He just thought his brothers would bow down someday. But God had a way of, if you know the end of the story, the brothers came and they had to bow to him. But he had a way of working it all out that they got the blessing of him having a God-sized dream fulfilled. Hear me. His life was a blessing to his family so that he could save an entire nation. Because he believed it was from God. He believed it was from God. Don't stop dreaming. Don't stop. Don't miss the ending of this message. The Bible says your old men will dream dreams. Isn't that amazing? The prophecy of Joel, that's what it says. Your old men will dream dreams. On the day of Pentecost, the repeat from Peter, your old men will dream dreams. So us old people in the room get the privilege to keep dreaming. Hear me, older saints in the room. I love you. I'm your pastor. I believe in you. But don't give up. Don't stop. If you've noticed the stage, you've noticed who's up here. I've got a young generation that we have got to impact. They're not just going to get it because they stand on a stage. They've got to see the warriors of the kingdom of God that have been through some fire and have been through some difficult situations see God reign in continually in their life. Why do we believe in kids? Why do we believe in teenagers? Because we have a plan. We have a purpose, older saints in this room. We have got to live the story. They have got to see our lives. They've got to see the example. They've got to see it. 
so that every one of these teenagers can say, the God of my fathers, <laughs> the God of those older saints in that room. And you may be one of those younger people, young adults in this room today. This pastor, that pastor, we believe in you. I'm not just saying words. I got a plan. I got a strategy. I know I could gain a lot more popularity with older people if all I did was sing hymns up here and I turned the music real down low and I didn't have videos and I didn't have people dancing. I know I'd gain more favor with older people. But I'm not here to gain favor. I'm here to raise up a generation of, of young people that can dream big dreams and fulfill the destiny that God has for their lives and they can see the next generation come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ till the whole world knows we've got a message to tell. And young people in this room, you know without any shadow of a doubt that this pastor loves you and believes in you. And I know it's hard in this city. And I know it's difficult. But I want you to know, not only is this church for you, but God is for you. And God is going to help you. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. When your dreams get shattered... I told you how to get past them. There will be God dreams and man dreams. Big dreams need God's help. Don't ever stop dreaming. I'm going to say that again. If you missed my points today, when your dreams get shattered, I told you how to get past them. I thought about taking a picture a glass pitcher today and breaking it on this stage, shattering it, and asking Pastor Wayne to sit up here the entire message in a chair, in a desk. I thought long and hard about it. Maybe the, the vase would have broken 30, 40 pieces, but a man like Pastor Wayne that's 68 years of age would have had the patience and the tenacity. If I said, Wayne, I gotta have that put back together by the time I'm done with this message. And I can tell you, Pastor Wayne would have worked himself if he, even if he cut himself with that crystal to get that thing put back together. My friend, you may be that broken piece of glass today because the dreams that you've had for your life have been shattered. God has a way of putting them all back together. And if you will trust me today, and trust that the words that I've given to you are from God. It doesn't matter what mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter how many pieces it's in. It doesn't matter what's happened. God has a way of putting it all back together. It may be your marriage is all upside down. Let God put it all back together. It may be your family situation is all upside down. Let God put it all back together. 
It may be your story is all upside down. You thought you were going to be in this country and now you're in this country and you don't have your papers and it's all upside down. Let God put it all back together. You may have had dreams and hopes for an education and it's all messed up. Let God put it all back together. God has a way of working it all out. If you're one of our guests today, God brought you here for a reason because you needed to hear this message. It's not an accident. If you're one of our regular attenders, God brought you here today because God wants you to hear this message. You know, Jesus could come at any moment. I believe that with all my heart. As I prayed this week, thinking about this message, this could be the last message that you ever hear this pastor preach. Right there. Jesus may come before I get back. This may be it. And what are the words that I'd want to live, leave with you? Dream big. God is. Thank you for listening. I pray that you heard from God today. And today I want to say a prayer with you. You need to make sure Christ lives in your life. So would you please say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. And I pray right now that you will come into my heart and into my life. And from this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I'm gonna stop doing, because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. I know that if you've said that prayer today that you're gonna have a life change. Things are gonna be incredibly different for your life, and we'd love to help you. So if you would go to our website, icfrome.org, and make contact with us, I'd love to give you some information and get you connected to a church. Remember, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. Bless you.